You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Matt Lee. And I'm Vince Mancini. And I'm Brent Flyberg. And this is Pod Yourself Sopranos podcast where Vince Mancini and I and Brent go through every single voicemail and email and talk about it. Pod. 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 Podcast. This is the mailbag episode uh, of Pod Yourself a Gun, the long-promised mailbag episode. We've been trying to do this for, I don't know, it feels like a little while. Um, it feels like the first time. Oh, sorry. Uh, it yeah. feels like many times. Uh, this yeah. is, uh, what is this, our third? Is this our third mailbag episode? Fourth? This I don't sounds, know. This sounds right. I think it's the second or third. Yeah, yeah. I think it's at least three. But, um, you know, people have been clamoring Mm -hmm. to talk to us, uh, to have us read their voicemails or read their emails and listen to- clamor. Eos, clamoron, nosotros, clamoremos. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) All right. You're doing- El mailbag. You're doing doing conjugations. quick duolingo lesson. (laughs) All right. Um, yeah, but uh, w- without further ado, let's talk to the fans, our piggies, our favorite mm-hmm. people. These are the Hold ones. On, let me put on my oinking nose. <laughs> okay, put on your oinking nose. Uh, I'm gonna put on my shell cap. And mm-hmm. um, uh, Brent, you fucking. I'll you put on have my a... tap dance and shoes. There yeah. it is. Okay, now we all have a thing. Um, yeah, so uh, I just want to say before we get started on this that I'm uh, very happy uh, that so many people uh, wrote in and left voicemails, and uh, it feels nice that uh, people have been watching The Sopranos with us this whole time and wanted to engage with our hashtag content. Doesn't that feel good? 
This feels so yeah. good. I love to have my content. What are they going to do? With. I mean, you know, I don't know. I like it. It just uh, <laughs> makes me feel good inside that people, you know, they give a shit enough to be like, hey, mm-hmm. we have some questions for you. Yeah. Because, like, what could, I mean, what questions could you possibly be, have for us? You know, I know. At this point, but I feel like we've answered all of the questions mm-hmm. from the Sopranos. But I like and, to be surprised, so here we are. Yeah. Well, so let's start with uh, an email from a wonderful pa- Patreon subscriber um, who goes by the name "Everything Goes Dumb," and uh, he asks a couple of questions. Uh, the first one is: One, what do you think would happen if they had to have a very special Ukraine episode? <laughs> Uh, not in a serious blowhard way. Like, would Chrissy repeatedly talk about Zelensky and, you know, call him Voldemort? I don't um, know, Don. I think they attacked themselves. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, uh, I uh, Putin's attack in Ukraine. I saw that movie. I thought it was fucking bullshit. I um, think Janice would be horny for Zelensky. Oh, yeah. No, I, I honestly do think, though, that Meadow would be a ukrainian flag avatar twitter lady (laughs) (laughs) um not that you know favorite uh, thing is like a conflict in another part of the world mm -hmm. to distract from the fact that her position on would would have no effect on it and and would function as like a useful deflection from whatever's happening in her life Right. It's uh, she gets to, you know, uh, yell at her dad about something that mm-hmm. her dad couldn't possibly care less about. Uh, yeah. No, of course. Not that we mm-hmm. don't, of course, is support the Ukrainians right to uh, not get blown to shit by their neighbor. But, you know, I'm just saying that usually when someone has the flag, the Ukrainian flag in their avatar, they're saying stuff like nuclear war isn't that bad. <laughs> and I just always like, oh fuck! I don't know if uh, I don't know if you're a real person or not because I feel like people are mostly afraid of nuclear war. Yeah, that's yeah. Like I associate the, the Ukrainian flag with like CNN brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if yeah, that's right. But yeah, it's like it's people who I think previously had a a blue. The craziest wave. thing about <laughs> Ukraine mm-hmm. is that no one's gone to jail for January 6th yet. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. We get it, dude. Like, oh, my God. It, it, it is weird how literally all of these things just, like, it's the same Trump brain person over and over picking up just the next thing. Mm-hmm. And it always kind of ties back to Trump. It's like, at some point, you have to just let go of your trauma. Let, yeah, let it you go. Know? He, he grifted. He came, he grifted, and he golfs now that's yeah go. i mean he he'll probably run for president again and, yeah, and probably yeah. win but and probably win. that's uh but you know hey anyways um yeah i think they would do a great so the sopranos should do a um they should re they should do like a reunion episode but it's ukrainian special <laughs> and uh and they all uh you know it's whoever's left of the cast I don't know. I guess Polly. Polly would have some thoughts. Like a panel between like the guy who ran off during the Pine Barrens episode, uh-huh. and then like the, the the Ukrainian father and daughter that got shot by those Italians. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and yeah. yeah, I feel like there is more Ukrainians than Russians on the show. If you think about it, isn't because well, isn't one of the maids Ukrainian? She's Polish. I, I thought. Oh, yeah. Well, there's I thought a Polish, Polish maid, but there's also a Ukrainian maid. Mm. I don't know. Well, Svetlana's Russian, right? Svetlana, yeah. Svetlana is Russian? Yeah, that's right. 
or she's what's uh i mean it's hard to tell because uh ukraine they all look the is, same is uh, mm-hmm. an invention of the communists and uh, that's right and, uh, that's right technically russian terror right it was part of the russian empire <laughs> i joke I, right. I don't care this question bores me let's go to the next okay one. all right second question he has is what's your favorite misquote in the show I mean, like There's anything Will Carmine says. Um, yeah. It's not exactly a misquote, but just it almost sounds like a quote. The speech that Carmine gives at um, the Cleaver premiere that's like mm-hmm. there are a film has many parents or people who buy a version like it almost yeah. sounds like he's <laughs> quoting something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that one's best. I think I like that one the best because it's not like it's not just a specific uh idiom that they borked up for him it's just like a bunch of words that he doesn't understand kind of thrown together like in a quote mm-hmm. nonsense which i feel like is actually more how stupid people talk mm-hmm. and uh yeah i like that one a lot um the the question i have is um and i'm not sure if this is a malapropism but like uh is i've never seen the movie kundun mm-hmm. but i don't know if that's how you pronounce it um so i'm say. not sh- uh, yeah i mean i've never seen it is it like kundun uh but just the way he says to marty kundun i liked it i think that's- <laughs> i liked it no he says it yeah. like he says it pre-defensively which was right 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 right, right. So i liked yeah. it yeah yeah other people hey, I don't didn't know, like it i don't know what everyone else is talking about but yeah. i thought it was pretty good this is a little asian kid yeah it's a fine picture uh- yeah. Um, no, I think my favorites, not so much like misquote, but uh, my favorite malapropisms were um, l- everything Roe was uh, saying in France, all of her fake, her fake French words uh-huh. or uh, her, her, you know, her saying decor instead of d'accord or uh, <laughs> instead of foie gras, she says frog which <laughs> I just is like, is uh if you could be racist against the French, that's how you would do it. Um, but you can't. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you guys want to listen to a voicemail? Yes, please. Okay. Do. Let's do it. Let's listen to a voicemail. It's popping up right now. Motherfuck. Hold on. Just give it a second. You pieces of shit. Everyone just shut up. Hold on. Give it a second. Uh, it was working great earlier. Shut the, I know, but it's like, because <laughs> yeah, I. No, it's because it keeps trying to go into my Google voice and not uh, and not yours. I hate, I hate Google. I hate Google, too. Google's evil. All right, here we go. All right, here it is. Hi, um, Matt and Vince. My name is uh, John Lang. I'm a big fan uh Hell yeah love the show and i uh, wanted to call because i know you're getting to the end of the veto arc and i wanted to share some this is from january yeah and i'm sharing this because Vito this person... is the big fat guy who likes johnny cakes and he's gay and he got murdered you remember Vito, you listeners remember of the fan mail episode he came on the show and everything not him <laughs> yeah. but the guy who played him the guy who played him yeah uh this guy has a veto Fan, fan theory that I, I very much Joe enjoyed. Ganescoli sent me okay. a someone had made a Photoshop of uh, of I think it was like oh, fuck let me find it now so I don't fuck this up 
Sorry. Well, well, I was looking through because I, I actually have never had access to the Google Voice uh, like email account. Um, it's not tied to the Frogcast account. It's just this this totally other different one that you set up. And I was looking through also some old text messages. Uh, and you can so send Texas text. You can to you that can number? you can send texts to Texas. it. Um, and so uh, most of them, which is very strange, are so they're all. I would say for the most part, um, advertisements. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like three or four or there's like, Jesus, there's 10 or more actually sell your animals quickly online. <laughs> um, it's specifically like for people sell your animals quick, quickly online. 5k new buyers are searching animals every day on this website. I got a dog and I got to get rid of it right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And here's another one. Sell your puppies quickly online. Oh. Weird. I don't like Would, it. Are there that many people trying to unload puppies? That and how yeah. this is and effective? How fucking honestly, how hard is it to sell a puppy? Yeah. It's not that hard. Yeah, you you put them in a box in the corner of a busy street and you say free puppies or you say give me mm-hmm. money. So I um, I found it. Oh sorry, were you keep, were you still? Yeah, there's another one. Okay. Uh, best place to buy or sell puppies. USA number one pets classified website. <laughs> Anyways, oh and the and then also uh, the most recent text we have is. Uh, from Joe Ganascoli. Uh, yo, what's up? Uh, Joe Ganascoli here. Vito, The Sopranos. I've cooked a few. I've cooked. I've cooked for a few made men in my day. I'd love to come on the podcast. Let me know, Joe. This was, I think, before we had him on oh, the yeah. podcast. Well, I, <laughs> I want to. I would um, love. Well, to, I want to go to one of his dinners. So he me sent. Too. He's he DM'd me uh, on Twitter. He sent me. I don't know if he made this or he just saw this somewhere. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's a uh, prescription form. Uh, name uh, Dr. Bruce Cusimano, patient Vito Spadafore. Uh, per patient request, to whom it may concern, patient does not suck cock uh, in all, all caps. <laughs> Medication fucked with his head, but he's over that now. Uh, <laughs> signed, Kuz. So I love that good, he's, a good he's, he's sending memes. Yeah, it's a good um, dude. It's a dank one. So It's a dank it. meme. Yeah. Good for him. And it must be nice to encounter a dank meme in the wild that's like, it's not you, but it sort of is you. Yeah. You right. Know? There's like a layer in between, but it's like, hey, that's that's me on that. On that I think meme. for him, there's like, he is, he you know, he is Vito in many ways, save for the cock sucking. And he's glad mm-hmm. that there's a, a doctor's note out there somewhere saying mm-hmm. that it was the medication. Um, all right, let's finish this. Vito arc. And I wanted to share something. Uh, about that in 2006 when season six was airing before Vito returned to Jersey there was an internet rumor that Vito figured out that uh, Finn outed him and was responsible for his entire season six predicament and so to take his revenge upon returning to North Jersey Vito tracked Finn down and, quote, raped him to death in a scene that the rumor said was so violent and so explicit and graphic that several cast and crew members on the set, when they filmed the scene, uh, became violently ill 
and uh, and threw up and got sick all over the place uh, watching them film Vito rape Finn to death. Uh, yeah, I have no accident. idea yeah. who started this. I didn't. I know you'll think I did, but it's not me. Uh, I just am the messenger. But I thought you guys uh, should know. I believe uh, the guy who started that rumor was actually Tom Six. The director mm-hmm. of uh, Human Centipede and uh, yes, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he That's... just it was, it was he who himself who actually filmed the scene and threw up during the filming of it. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't because he was so grossed out; he was actually uh, turned on. That's one of his. Yeah, the throw up is part mm-hmm. of it. It's yeah. uh, in in and some just circles. Got the ball rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody else was puking like in it's called yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's called bile cum. Mm-hmm. It's when you <laughs> come so hard that bile comes out of your mouth. Um. I think that there's no way that's real, right? No. <laughs> like no. that is someone that is a rumor made up by someone who uh, watches Sopranos for the wrong reasons. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's a rumor made up by someone who is who thinks that The Sopranos is a show about mobsters being cool and and, <laughs> and loves like all the like violence and and whatnot and like does not does. It, 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 does not go past that for that's, that person. That's from like the same mind that uh, wrote the tale of Scrody McBoogerballs, that South Park episode <laughs> where they yes, <laughs> they wrote the book that just makes all the adults throw up. Yeah. Yes, yeah, because there, there's no way that the best South Park episodes. It's oh, it's a great way. one, but yeah, there's no way that David Chase is like. Um, wouldn't it be great if Vito returned from mm-hmm. this? You know. Uh, entire sequence with like johnny cakes and falling in love in new hampshire and rapes finn to death like doesn't yes. just kill finn is like we're gonna ra- <laughs> to rape the him to death is forced some- trauma from his, from all the thrusting <laughs> i mean damages his internal organs mm-hmm. until he bleeds that's out. that's only that was made up by someone who's just like man see that's why people like the sopranos like shit's crazy like that <laughs> Like, that's fucked up, dude. That's like, fucked up, dude. I that, yeah, I know that show is crazy. Well, like, I get it. Like, I get it. I'd probably do the same thing. I mean, dude. that's that that's what's me. up. Like, I, I'm not like that, but if I worded, if I worded, that's ultimate revenge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If people thought I was gay, but it was just the medicine I was taking, I'd for sure. <laughs> I would I'd, rape. I'd rape I would, somebody to death. Because here's dude. the thing: like rape. I yeah, obviously we would do that, but like to death, that's what makes it the mobster. That's gangster. Uh-huh. That's how ga- that's how gangs do. Um, anyways, uh, John Lang, thank you for that wonderful th- uh, theory. I I believe it to be real, and um, I will go with it. Let's say that actually happened. Um, Vince, do you want to uh, read an email? Sure. Oh, I'm do just it. Pick pick one at random. Yeah. Well, pick uh, the know. one that that was after everything goes dumb. What the hell? What, where? What are you? What are you talking about? Is this on a Google Doc somewhere? What are you talking about? Yeah, it's on a. It's on a Google Doc. It's on this. Oh. Uh, you know the the doc that we've been using for the past. Oh, I didn't you know, know you. I didn't know you made episode. that for this episode. Oh yeah, dude. You see, I I I prepare well for these episodes because, you know, I uh, take the show seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were shouted out in the New York Times. That's right. Okay. That's right. I hope all the people that and are variety, and variety, mm-hmm. and Vogue. And um, L.A. Times someday, you know, God willing. Oh, okay, I see. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you wanted me to read the one from Nick Archibald? Yeah, let's do it. 
Hey guys, longtime frauder and loving what you're doing with Pod Yourself a Gun. I found myself watching an absolute train wreck of a movie over the holidays called Black Roses from 1986. Well, I love me some 80s cheeseball horror, and this had it all. An evil hair metal band infiltrates a small town and corrupts the youth, making the fans mindless killers of the older townsfolk. There are cool. demon puppets, two Lamborghinis the director must only have had access to for five minutes, the room-level acting, and more. Sounds great, right? Not really. It's garbage, but a good one for being baked on the couch after the family has gone to bed. It has some mm. of the worst acting, writing, editing, and direction ever, but it also features a priceless scene featuring Vincent Big Pussy Pastor. In it, Ooh. he confronts his teenage son for having an earring, dispensing the line, only two types of people have earrings, pirates and fags. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yikes he also mutters vafangul and announces hey stunad both stevie b faves absolutely from there his son's black roses record plays by itself then spews a demonic bug puppet from the speaker that attacks big pussy and sucks him back <laughs> into the speaker <laughs> i i couldn't find the scene but there's a terrible version of the whole flick on youtube uh who knows maybe david chase caught this on late night hbo back in the day decided to cast Pastor, and even incorporated mm. the demon bug backstory into the show as the origin of Big Pussy's back pains. Oh, okay. All right. I like that theory. That's Anyways, theory, yeah. I probably went on too long, but I thought this would be appreciated by fans of the fraught and Pod Yourself a Gunners. Uh, thanks for getting that hashtag content out there for all these years, Vince and Matt. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, so it looks like he he, he has a... Um, uh, a, a a link and he says skip to 3826 for the glorious scene let me see if it 3826 i'm just going to see if it um translates over just audio oh all right yeah he's working out he's working out well it's i'm not sure who's working out but he looks he looks kind of italian wow this is big pussy benching doing squats and stuff i don't know if that that Oh God! Hey, oh, here he is. That—that's Vincent Pet story. What's this? What are you? This. Only two kinds of men wear earrings: pirates and faggots. I don't see no ship on our driveway. Man, this is. <laughs> hey, you know what? I think we're, we should watch this movie at some point. <laughs> this is, this is pretty incredible. Um, well, anyways, thank you for that, uh, Nick Archibald. We uh, maybe someday we'll we'll all watch that together. Um, all right, here's an email from Chris. G. I think Vincent hey. Pastore, like the way he talks, it's like uh, I don't know. There's something. There's something very. Uh, I don't know, sexual, like he's got like a lot of lip uh, enunciations. Like it's very like you can mm -hmm. like it's it's very wet. He's a wet talker. <laughs> he, he's a got a wet mouth. Sure. Yeah, he definitely yeah. has a wet mouth. And um, he's got a lot. Of, he's got glistening features. <laughs> he looks like he eats pussy, which he's got. Yeah, he's got a wet mouth. And Tony's got like a like a. I don't even know, like a syrupy face because he's everything <laughs> like all of his like, it sounds yeah. like he's just pulling apart like a, a pile of goop <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like he's, he's, he's like definitely he's keeping, uh, 
Like he's keeping a little bit of pasta in one cheek just to save for later <laughs> yeah. at all times. <laughs> like a little little Italian rodent who just uh-huh. has some extra <laughs> extra rigatoni just on the side. Um Okay, Chris G. Hey guys. It it has been a blast rewatching the Sopranos with you two. Um Season one, episode four. Tony goes to meet Junior to settle things uh, to settle things down and uses a stapler to get some payback on one of the goons. Yeah, I remember Mikey. Uh-huh. Uh, after he wipes down the stapler, uh, after he wipes afterwards, he wipes down the stapler and tosses it like he would a pistol after a hit. Wasn't sure if you guys caught that uh, in the episode. Oh, yeah, I, I caught that. Uh, question. What are some of your favorite examples of Tony or his crew using everyday objects or behaviors in a felonious way? Gob, Gobba de Ghoul, Chris. Um, hmm. All right. What is some non... I'm trying to think of objects that he's used that they've used to to do beatdowns. Or in uh, some sort of felonious way. I mean, I love Ralphie with the chain. That's clearly just like, you know, something that's normally used to padlock something. And it, right. You know, he, he uses he was it as a just mace. fucking around. But yeah, he does hit Georgie in the face with it. I mean, that's yeah. kind of a classic like junkyard brawl kind of weapon. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But he, they weren't in a junkyard. No. Yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> he, it was, he was yeah. in the Coliseum in his mind. Um, Let me think. Because uh, I know... Oh, yes. Um, God, who I mean, there's did a this? whole thing. There's a whole. Well, uh, I mean, it's a callback, but uh, Junior using the pie to hit the woman who he gave cunnilingus to. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uses pie as a weapon. Wasn't there. Um, doesn't. I forget who does this. And uh, maybe I'm I'm rem- misremembering this, but doesn't somebody use um, the. Um, the bell from like a, you know, like a hotel, you know, the bell that you hit. You know what I'm talking about? Like ding, mm. ding, ding, ding. Somebody Doesn't gets, someone, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Someone that, gets beaten in the side of Tony the head with Blundetto? a bell. Like what does Tony Blundetto use on the older Korean guy? Oh, I thought he just uses his fists. Uh, yeah. I mean, Tony definitely uh, uses a lot of kitchen implements on Ralphie. Yeah, 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 that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ralphie, uh, doesn't he, does Ralphie spray raid in his face or is it the other way around? I one of them gets yeah, raided. So yeah. <laughs> Very slapstick, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was wonderful. And then, you know, Ralphie is using a pan of eggs to ward off Tony. Um, let me see. Are you guys hearing any like, brrr, like mm-hmm. weird static or no. something? Okay. All right. That no, doesn't matter. Um, uh, they uh, hit, uh, I liked when they, they they had to choke the giant Russian guy with his shitty like IKEA lamp when they're uh, mm. going to. Uh, oh and yeah! And I think they threw a TV so, on him at the end. Like they smashed his flat screen on top of him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm. Oh, here it is. I think it's um, this is they do this to a Jew. It's Polly <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Polly and Sill beat up the the Jewish guy who's like, uh, uh, what am I? I can't. He says something like, and I should not see a nickel. It's like he says something very <laughs> Jewy, which I don't. Hold Listen on. to me, you weirdo fuck. You give Slomo whatever the fuck he wants, and you forget this 50% shit. Slow-mo. You got nothing coming here. Nothing. You understand me? Nothing. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck. Say fuck this, Paulie. Huh? That's how they say nothing. 
Fuck that. This is how I say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> How's that for nothing? <laughs> Just beating him. Yeah. Oh, that was great. That's fine. I think that huh. is that's one of my favorites. This is not exactly him using it in a felonious way, but I love the episode where Tony's on, um, he's not on house arrest, but his lawyer tells him to like stop uh, being out there. So he just goes to the construction place and hangs out at the office. Mm-hmm. And there's one scene where he's making like a basketball pool and he's using a ruler and he's like very seriously like drawing <laughs> yeah, lines. And right. it's so funny. His like hulking, you know, shape and his big meaty hands with this like ruler, like very carefully drawing straight lines. It's <laughs> yeah, so funny. yeah, it's good stuff. Just watching mobsters doing anything that looks somewhat mundane or normal is always yeah. always fun to see. Um, yeah, I think that answers that question. Uh, you guys want to uh, listen to another voicemail? Yeah, let's do let's it. Let's do it. Okay, this one is. Uh, oh yeah. Let's uh, check this one out. Hey, Matt and Vince, long-time listener, first-time caller, big fan. Hell yeah. I uh, was watching season four, episode 13 of Whitecaps, uh, which you may recall. Whitecaps. And at just around the one-hour mark, when AJ asks Tony to move the side of the house, Tony is eating a jar of spicy black bean dip. Just with a spoon, mm. like a sociopath. Like I know he was a sociopath beforehand, but and then uh, ancillary to that, in the next scene where Junior, uh, Janice, and Bobby are all celebrating the mistrial, <laughs> here in the background, Bobby calls to order a pizza, and he says something like, "Give me two meat lovers with the extra cheese." Yeah, it's me. So just in the background. <laughs> The guy just knows Bobby's voice <laughs> by, uh, he just recognizes it immediately. So, Well, yeah, that is, uh, I, I don't remember the black bean dip. Um, and there is, yeah, another... I'm trying to remember like Tony's best food moments. I mean, there's definitely like the lo mein yeah. is up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh there... or the goddamn motherfucking orange peel beef. Yeah. Um, what, what did, uh, when Carm made, the things, the the like, the toast with the hot dogs and mayo. Oh, Lincoln Logs. Yeah, when he Lincoln eats, logs, oh, yeah. when he eats uh, AJ's Lincoln Logs. That was another good Tony food moment. Yeah. And, um, Gloria throws the steak at him. That's a good one. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. yeah. Uh, when uh, what's her name? Uh, Valentina catches on fire, um, trying no. to make dinner for Tony. Yeah, his, <laughs> no, his egg beaters. She's making his, him egg beaters. It, yeah, that's right. I mean, there's a few moments I'm pretty sure where Tony is just like taking plain cold cuts and like dunking them in mayo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's moments of unhealthy eating on that show that I think are like, you know, uh, normal. Like, hey, you know, sometimes we all load up on carbs, and then there's moments like that where you see like the Lincoln Logs or him dipping gabagool in mayo, and you go like. You're gonna die, like like that. This is suicide, essentially. Yeah. Like one time when I worked at McDonald's, uh, a very very old man ordered a triple bacon cheeseburger back when that was a thing you could order, uh-huh. and I was like, "You." I looked at him like, "You're gonna die today. <laughs> you can't eat this." I didn't tell him that. I I gave it to him, but I was I was wary. I was like, 
this could I could be responsible. Like, what are what am I culpable if he dies? Who knows? Yeah. I I've told this story on either Pod Yourself a Gun or the Frogcast before, but like one of my uh, stoner friends that I lived with uh, fresh out of college, uh, R.I.P. Uh, there was one day where it was like 11 a.m. And uh, mm-hmm. one of our other roommates was about to about to like leave for school or something, and he had just gotten the stoner one had just gotten like I don't know probably like twenty to thirty dollars worth of Chinese food, which doesn't sound like a lot of money, but uh, uh-huh. when you apply it to like Chinese food in two thousand five, like that was that's a, that's a lot of food. food. Yeah, right. And it was just for himself, and um, yeah, and so he left, and then. He, the other roommate left and then he came back around six at night and just like as soon as he walked in, uh, it was the same guy had picked up the phone and he's like, yeah, remember uh, my order from earlier today? Yeah, I just want the same thing. <laughs> oh, that's right. You told that on the on Stav's episode. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, one of my, it's like my all time favorite stoned food moments just like ordering a ton of chinese food and then and then running it back like just doubling yeah 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 (laughs) remember when i ordered earlier same day yeah give me that i want that i went i uh i went to the mcdonald's drive-thru with my brother yesterday um because uh he uh, i was he was at my parents house and i was there during like the fumigation and um uh the lady at mcdonald's and him are friends mm. and and I, which <laughs> is like cool. fine but it was like one of those things where he was like can you tell i come here a lot and i was like damn man <laughs> like are you okay <laughs> there's just there's a bit of like when when the mcdonald's person is like the usual where you're just like i don't know man i feel like uh therapy <laughs> Also yeah. good. You should not have a usual at your local McDonald's. I mean, I can't really talk shit because I I went to I um I went to the Middle Eastern spot I used to go to all the time to smoke hookah, um and uh, <laughs> I hadn't been there in a while because uh, I was just on the West Side and the guy was like, "Hey man, lemon mint," and I was like, <laughs> no. "Yeah, that's me, Mister Lemon Mint." Where were you going to get a hookah in LA? Uh, there's this place on Venice called Almaza that okay. is like uh, the food is fantastic and the hookah is great. And, and they uh, serve the food and the hookah all like you'll eat a meal and then they'll bring you a hookah. It's absolutely, all in the same it's room. all in the same, dude. That's how it. Wow. That's how it is. That's Middle East runs on that shit. It's just like fucking falafel, you know, uh, kefta, kebabs, and hummus and hookah. That's. Uh, it's a wonderful place. I I worked at a hookah bar for a long time, and so now the smell of hookah is is just really it's triggering gross for you. to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, hookah it, bars are a different thing. I feel like yeah. a hookah bar where they're just like we're gonna play really loud hip hop, and it's <laughs> everything's gonna be glow in the dark. Like it looks like the fucking the 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 stoner section of Spencer's gifts with lava lamps and shit it's and like, it's just like it's some it's like a strip club but worse somehow it's like a right a, it's a strip club with all dudes smoking fucking fruity tobacco yeah. it's, there's 18 not, to 20 year old dudes right exactly exactly it's mostly 18 like to military guys yeah it's all yeah, they, yeah they can't go out anywhere else right because they're allowed to do it and uh yeah man it's um it's pretty lame when it's like that, but if it's like you know this place where they they serve food and Turkish coffee and a hookah, it's like it's nice. Okay. Anyways, I mean I had, um, I can't judge. I had a close personal relationship 
uh, with Gloria at my local at El, your El Pollo, El Pollo Loco. Loco. Yeah. I met Gloria. I remember uh, when you were living in uh, L.A. She's a delight. She was yeah. She was <laughs> wonderful. I remember you guys. I was like. Has is this it? Has Vince found love? <laughs> um, and you were single at the time. I don't know. She was fly, um, but then uh, now you're married and have multiple children. All right, uh, let's move on to another question, Vince. Why don't you read the one about desert island movies and yeah, novels? I'm gonna go ahead and skip that one. You really want to talk <laughs> desert island movies? <laughs> I mean, I I get okay. I'll name some books. Uh, the Expanse series. If I uh, you know. If I was in a desert island, I would reread that. That's a good sci-fi series. All right, moving on. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, fr- here's something from Justin Taylor. What is your favorite Italian slur? Um, mm. oof, that's hard. That is that is really hard. There's so many of them. There's just like yeah, it's it's like you know the Eskimos have a million words for snow or whatever. This is like they have a million words for um, ethnicity I don't like. Um, I like f- all the ones that are food. Oh, yeah. Like mortadelle? No. like well, Yeah. Like when you say someone's, uh, what the hell is the word for? The- oh, moulignon. Because it's an eggplant. It's like you can tell they're, they're thinking about food even when they're being racist. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Exactly. Even when they're being racist, they're like, I'm hungry. Um <laughs> Well, okay, but I know that someone used the word, uh, um, yeah, mortadelle to describe. Uh, it's derived from Italian sausage, but if you say someone's a mortadelle, you're calling them a loser, um, which is strange to me because yeah, I don't know how that relates. I mean, I, I, mortadelle is uh, delicious. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know how that relates. That's it's. If, if, I don't know. That's uh, a little arcane for me. I don't understand the connection there. Yeah, I'm not sure. I would understand if it was like it meant like fat, um, but like, no, I don't really understand it as loser because it's a, it's certainly not a losing meat. No, that's a winner of. A- that's one of the best meats. Um, I also I think bukyak. That's my favorite. That one doesn't roll Yuck. off the tongue. I don't like the mouth it's, feel on that one. To me, it's it's not about you know like. The the yeah for me it is the mouthfeel I enjoy bukyak. There's just something um, I don't know fancy about it. It's like the most fancy way to say cunt that you can sure you can do yeah. Like it's almost nice. Like you wouldn't want to call someone a bukyak, but if you did, like how mad could they really be? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I like to say vafangul. I don't know if that counts as a slur, but that's a fun one. And I mostly am just glad that I saw The Sopranos because I learned so many new slurs that I never would have encountered in the wild. Like yeah. all those things that Tony says to Noah, I'd, I'd never heard that before, and I don't think I would have since. Charcoal yeah. briquette. Ditsun is a little bit obscure. I'd never heard that one outside of The Sopranos. Yeah. Which one? Ditsun. That's the one that means charcoal yeah, briquette. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ditsun. Yeah, that was a strange one. Um, I'm trying to think, were there any... Uh, Ethnic slurs for Jews that uh, Italians had. The only thing I, I can think of is, any of them. is is uh, they would call anyone who uh, does sports betting or what was it sports betting or loan sharking uh, the sh- uh, shy yeah, shy yeah loaning loaning money is shylocking in any context. right yeah 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 so I mean that is 
I think inherently anti-Semitic, but it's not necessarily them denigrating Jews on purpose. It just, uh, no, you know, happens to be. No, they're just uh, quoting Shakespeare. What do you want? Yeah. Hey, they love a little bit of Merchant of Venice. Gabagoo. Okay. Um, let's. Uh, oh, uh, there's a follow up to the bean dip uh, thing. Mm. That uh, I wanted to uh, play. So does because... that make Tony Soprano the original Bean Dad? Whoa! Think about it, dude. Think about it. Hell yeah! yeah. Would he get? Would he get a, a can opener for AJ? Because AJ's I... never going to figure it out by himself. No, no. <laughs> I think Carm would have done it, and then uh, just Tony would have sit and stewed on it. Like he would have, <laughs> he would have talked to Melfi about it. Well, he gets he gets this crying little boy a fucking can opener, and I said, let him figure it out. <laughs> Um, and now I'm getting I'm getting harassed on the internet because I ain't wanted AJ to learn something. Maybe I should have just put my fucking boot up his ass. All right, he's called Bean Dad T. I don't know. His daughter wanted some beans, <laughs> and he, this guy was like, "Ah, hey, Vafangu, get your own well, beans, you cunt." <laughs> All right, uh, here's another voicemail. Hey Matt, hey Vince, uh, long time listener, uh, first time caller. I am not, uh, in all candor, a member of the Patreon, and, and I'll tell you why. In the season four episode, White Cats, there is a, a, a little sight gag where Tony is eating salsa with a spoon that you guys make quick mention of, but in fact, it is not salsa. It is black bean dip, uh, mm. low-fat black bean dip, to be, uh, <laughs> to be exact. Um, that little factual oversight, I think, uh, has kept me um, thus far from supporting you financially and probably will into the future. <laughs> Look, tough but fair. Also, yeah. <laughs> right. uh, you guys do uh, alternative alternative titles for the episodes, but I thought uh, some alternative show names would be appropriate. Uh, so the, the you got Soprano Overweight, right? Because Tony's That's good. a big fat guy. You mm-hmm. have Sopranos. Which because they're always uh, coming know, putting, with plans, putting plans into mm-hmm. place. Yeah, like the A team, yeah. you have the praying O's uh, because you know Catholicism and Dutch mm-hmm. Father Phil, mm-hmm. and sure. the uh, the last one is so cramos because Tony is always uh, cramming his dick where it. Uh, he's, he's really he's getting it in. <laughs> yeah, he knows the difference between right. jam and jelly. I, I felt <laughs> like. You yeah, can't. Sacramos felt like a, a rough fit, but then it it made sense. In yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. He was really I, forcing. I, that, I can't but... Sacramo my dick down your throat. <laughs> yeah. That's the difference between Sacramo and jelly. Um, yeah. Well, it turns out multiple people have caught uh, this bean dip thing that we completely missed. So I don't know, man. Yeah, I guess we're not the perfect Sopranos podcast, but we we did our what? best. Did you? But my question to these people is: Did you hear us hear the podcast and think, "Oh, they fucked that up," or were you watching and you were drawn to this can of beans and you right. made note of it? And then you listened. Like, what came first? The pot? You? Yeah. The- seeing the error or seeing the beans? Are you just like a bean freak? Just anytime beans are on TV, you're like, <laughs> you pause it so you can write down what kind of be- low fat. Oh, this one's low fat. I like to think that. 
they watched it and said, I can't wait for them to point out the bean dip <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. And then we didn't. And, and which is fair enough. There's just so many small details on this show that are hilarious that to to catch them all. Sometimes we do catch them and we just don't make mention of them because there's not enough time in the episode to talk about it. Um, but in this case, I did. I did. I think I did miss the bean dip thing. It happens, you know. Uh, Vince, read another email. Hey, I'm reading the freaking email over here. Uh, This one is from Marco Roccato. Hi, guys. I'm addicted to Pod Yourself a Gun podcast. It's incredibly funny and entertaining. Thanks for the great work. I'm kind of new to The Soprano Show, and currently I'm binging season four while listening to your podcast. This morning I was listening to episode 401, and regarding the Reykjavik joke, uh, I think the only explanation here is this one. And this is... He's getting... Look, galaxy brain warning right here. Uh, in Italian, chiavare uh, is a way, it's a way to say to fuck. Chiavi, mm. you fuck. Uh, from what I understood, joke should be like the name of your city says enough. Uh, mm. It could also be from Italian, chiavica, uh, which means someone who's a total jerk, a good for nothing. Um, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't send this mail while the podcast was live, so this mail is completely useless. Again, congrats <laughs> for the great podcast. My favorite ever. ever. Ciao. Um, Ciao. First of all, I don't think Tony's knowledge of Italian goes that deep to make like a like a high-level Italian language joke. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they... Because they don't really speak Italian. Yeah. Can you remind me what the original, what the actual Reykjavik joke is? He says, where are you from? And she says, Reykjavik. And he says, yeah, and you'll clean it up, I think, or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I Reykjavik? Think, I just met a Reykjavik. Yeah. I, I forget what it was. like someone's raking up his Vic, but uh, I, it's a bad joke, and I think that was the point of it. Yeah. Uh, I don't I know. Thought it was, I, don't, I thought I, it was because it sounded like she was barfing. Yeah. Re- uh, like it sounds like a bar. Reykjavik. Reykjavik? I don't know. That's I think it has know, something man. to do with rakes, personally. But yeah, rake it up, clean it up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Statutory Reykjavik. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Chicken statutory Reykjavik. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of levels. I like where he went with Kivare, but I don't know that that is. Uh, I don't think. I don't really don't. I, I have a hard time believing that Tony knows that much Italian. I love the idea that Tony is a, like a secret linguist, though, mm-hmm. where he would yeah. he would he would know. Uh, Mi piace but, but if if that's true, and he does, that's what he's going for. The 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 translation is someone who's a total jerk. So like, yeah, you'll clean that up. You'll clean up being a jerk. I don't you'll clean up. Yeah. To fuck. You clean up your fucking. You're fucking. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I get, I, I don't know. It's just a really high level cum stain joke. Yeah, now all I can think about is uh is uh Kill Bill when he says my name's Buck and I like to fuck and now I'm just imagining that scene in Italian like Mi chiamo Bucky, mi piace chiamare. Mi piace chiamare. Mi chiamo. I love Italian cuz it's uh cuz it sounds like Spanish but not quite it's That's it's my like Italian thing. if or sorry it's Spanish if you were like singing it and making fun of it. <laughs> yeah, like I was remembering uh, the Godfather, and th- th- it was like one of the the old Don in Godfather Two like asks Robert De Niro what his name is, and he says Como te quiero, <laughs> and I was just like, 
I loved it because I was like, that was almost Spanish, bro. And then he <laughs> stabs it. him. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's another email. Uh, it is by uh, Olivia Kilpanen. Um, it is says, uh, the subject is minor correction. And then a lot of text. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay, here we go. Huge fan of the pod. I've recently finished my first ever run of watching The Sopranos and have started listening to your pod eps from the beginning. I'm an environmental lawyer that, uh, oh, did we talk about this? That prosecutes waste crime and so. pollution offenses by trade. I thought wow, I Wow, dude, she's about to put your ass in prison. Maybe I just read this email a while back. <laughs> Did you guys get it? <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, no, I got it, dude. Okay, cool, yeah. Yeah, waste. No, I didn't get it. I'm sorry. What's your the ass joke? Is a waste? She prosecutes uh, pollution offenses. And that's your butt. That's what your butt makes. Oh, because of the farting. Yeah, 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 exactly. You got it. I didn't. Um, I thought I should raise a quick technical correction that might be interesting, particularly with the six, uh, season 6B Bada B story about illegal asbestos dumping coming up. Um, I was recently listening to episode 14 of the pod related to season 2, episode 1. Uh, at about minute 47, wow, you guys were recounting Tony... I like, yeah, it is. It is a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, rec recounting Tony attempting to see a new therapist after Melfi. When the new therapist asks Tony what sort of business he's in, Tony doesn't say purchasable waste like you thought, uh, you guys thought. He says commercial and non putrescible waste. Oh, putrescible. Yeah. Non putrescible is a specific term used to describe waste that doesn't naturally break down, emits bad smells, or attracts rats in the environment. Mm -hmm. This usually applies to waste that comes from building and construction sites. Yeah. Mm. A really common waste crime. Non-putressable, like the opposite of Matt's mom's panties, you know? Wow. My mom's panties smell good. Mucho putrido. Mucho putrescides. Molto putrido. Molto bene. All right. Uh a really common waste crime we prosecute is precisely the kind of asbestos dumping Phil and Tony carried out in season six. Defendants will often fraudulently label asbestos waste as general non-putressible waste, a la my mom's pussy, to take a uh, regular tip um, and pocket the difference they charge for the expensive removal of asbestos from a site. Or even worse, they'll just find somewhere to dump the asbestos randomly. Real good waste management there. She put waste management in quotes. Uh, so I got a real kick out of watching the final eps where that was a significant part of the plot. Anyways, if you're not already asleep, I hope that was somewhat enlightening. Looking forward to listening to the rest of season six eps of the pod. Cheers from Liv. That was actually incredibly helpful. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. I like that. I like facts and figures and laws. well i didn't know specifically that non-putressible waste was something that he had been doing like i knew obviously waste management was what he was the business that he was in but the fact that um the asbestos dumping so closely ties into what he specifically does for a living uh is is kind of interesting mm -hmm. i mean elegant uh, really i mean how much fucking kick can you like how much skim could there possibly be from doing these like well, non-putressible I, yeah, I think the whole thing with the mafia is you get a lot of little schemes and you add up mm -hmm. and you know eventually you 
you keep doing little scams until uh, you're making a, a solid income there. I guess so, man. But Jesus Christ. I mean, it just seems like, you know, what is it? I mean, how much could that possibly be? Especially with all the, you know, asbestos now and polluting the water. I guess he doesn't care about pollution. I mean, I if think it's that's... a big construction job, I imagine like the waste cleanup is yeah, uh, there could a be decent a chunk of change. Yeah. 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 I just like knowing that there's a lawyer listening uh, so that if I get a DUI, I'm going to call you Liv. If I get a DUI, yes. you're the first person I'm calling. Yes. You're my lawyer Liv, now. Y- you I mean, are officially the lawyer of um, Pod Yourself a Gun. You're so. also not, you're like, you're, um, you're not taking into account the fact that like if they own the waste company, like they're getting all of that money. They're just getting like, they're already well, gouging for the price that they're going to charge to dispose of the waste. And then they're making extra money because it costs them less to dump it. So they're making like a decent junk of change there. Oh yeah. That's Wait, point. If they're the waste management company, cause I'm, I, in this scheme that I'm thinking of now is there's someone at the waste management companies like saying, okay, we're going to charge. No, I guess I don't get this scam at all. Cause if they're the waste management company, they're it's, getting paid either way for non for like the toxic waste. But then they're just not treating it like toxic waste, so they're not yeah. spending more money to get rid of yes, it. Right, exactly. so they're, they're lowering their overhead on a on a thing they're already getting paid yeah. for. Yeah. Okay. Right, but doesn't that just seem like what? It, that's just a business. I mean, I'm just saying it's like you know that's is that really a mafia scam? If it's just well, yeah, now you got to run that, this whole are you business. That maybe yeah. businesses but are are operating run, just like the mafia. They're still. I'm saying that all waste management they're still is, running a business they're just they're cutting corners to make extra money it's pretty simple it just reminds me of like I don't know man it reminds me of doing stand up and then at the end of the show you're like um I'll be selling these shirts afterwards um if you guys want to buy some shirts and like sometimes the shirt That's is like oh it's putrescible waste well, no, it reminds me of like, you know, someone being, I'm a comedian and I'm like, yeah, but you mostly make the money on the shirts and that these aren't even, <laughs> yeah. you didn't even do that joke about the whale and you're selling the like whale of a time shirt. You know, you might as well just be like, if you enjoyed my standup, I own a soup truck. I will be selling <laughs> soup. Yeah. And then you just are like, I'm a comedian. It's like, no, I think you're a, a soup restauranteer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyways, look, he's making money on both ends. He's look, the, I mean, you got to keep in mind that the contract in the first place was probably like some sort of no bid contract where they're right. they're setting their own price, which is already inflated, uh, and then they're making extra money on the fact that their overhead is so much right. less than it should be. And I guess he's not really, you know, Tony's not doing the day to day garbage man stuff. So I that's guess what all... ma- the mafia is. It's all graft. It's like you're mm. you're doing you're putting the wrong wood in the house. Because it costs less, and uh, you're making money on that. Yeah. Um, all right. Here is um, another. Let's do another voicemail. Huh? 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 Why not? Guys, uh, that'd be fun. Let's do, right, let's do it. Let's have one for a treat. Here's one from an old friend of the pod who we love. Hello, Frontcast. This is Dr. Jordan D. Peterson, and I'm calling today because. I keep seeing game ads uh, in on certain websites, uh, my business, not yours, uh, with uh, you typically an anime woman with uh, large breasts. 
And these ads for these games often say, try not to come, but it seems like the objective of the game is to come. And so not only does that belie poor design and uncritical thought, but also evokes a much more sinister, chaotic, culturally Marxist messaging. And how, how does the left factor into this game with the anime woman with big bosoms, you say? And to that I say, how does it not? Why, with all the left's rejection of cultural norms, surely encouraging young men not to come would be the highest at the top of their list, would it not? The left is the antithesis of having children, of having families. They hate God. They hate securing a future for white children. And Well, the point I am making here is that I came. Anyway, good night and uh, eat the beans. Thank you, Jordan, once again for your wonderful voicemail. Was that another uh, bean-related uh, message? Did he say eat the beans at the yeah, end? That's, yeah, that's uh, something we say at the end of the broadcast oh, sometimes. Okay. It's uh, Yeah, I don't even know where that it came from. But I think yeah, you this maybe is... incepted yourself by watching The Sopranos, and like you Whoa. you knew that he was eating uh, beans uh, out of... But you sort of repressed the memory. And that it, explains it why anyone would be mad about it, because if you're watching that show and you see the beans being eaten and you're a fan of the broadcast and you're like, I can't wait for them to bring up that yeah. he's eating the beans. I love it when Matt talks about eating beans. That's one of my favorite <laughs> yeah. things. Um, I I, uh, I will admit that I, I watch porn. Um, and brave. Uh, brave of you. I have noticed that there's uh, a lot of these fake porn games that exist where it's just like, um, you know, this game is for people who are desensitized to porn. And it's just like a uh, an animated, like, anime bunny is fucking a demon. And, um, but the, the, the animation, like, the graphics are really good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so you're just like, I'm horny now. <laughs> Does that yeah. ever happen to you guys? Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Did you okay. guys ever play those those porny uh, flash games that were sort of like early internet? Um, I I I remember like early early. It, it wasn't a flash game. It was something I downloaded like illegally. I was like, you're uh -huh. supposed to pay for it. Um, it was called Virtual Valerie, and you could just uh, <laughs> you could just fuck her with all these like robot machines, <laughs> and um, it would just be like, now uh, eat her pussy, and then you could eat her pussy, and then it was like, now squeeze her titties, and she'd be like, ah, oh. and um, and I remember just being like. I like this because it's it, this is exactly what sex is like, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It well, was, there yeah, I think the OG was uh, Leisure Suit Larry, which was yes. like back right. in the like you know Windows days. I never played that one. I was never that did about either. Fucking? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I think I think the whole thing was it was uh, lots of fucking. I never played it because I was too young to to like. I buy don't it think or I played. It. Laser Suit Larry, but I definitely I think I played a bunch of like ripoffs. I found a website that had a bunch of these flash games. There was always kind of like a story, mm -hmm. and it would be like you were the landlord and you had this hot new tenant and yeah. whatever. Yeah, and, a good story. Uh, but they I found them at like the perfect age where like I you know actual porn was a little much for me, but like watching a cartoon F six was like yeah okay this is yeah. this is good yeah. I'm into this. I mean, there's just something. Um... I just, I, I've, have you guys tried to play like when you're 
see those ads? Do you guys ever click on them to see if you could play the game? No, I've never tried to play. No, the I don't. Game. Want, I'd never play wanted to. I thought my computer would break if I clicked on them. Yeah, well, like kind of though, because like all it is is it's just like you know, uh, it, it'll take you to like a multi-menued like uh, website where it's like first it's like what are you interested in big tits or like you know high school girls and you're just like jesus uh big tits and then it was like what are you uh into sexy cheerleader or your sister and i'm just like what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> these are weird <sighs> options and uh and then by the time you click all the options it's like give me your credit card and i'm like nah this is fucked mm-hmm. up because i just don't I, I just I I want to know if there's a game that where the animation is that good that I could play, uh, it, but I'm afraid. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Yeah, I love um, a demo. I'd love, I would a, love demo. a demo. Yeah, I play a demo. Let me Send play me a demo, demo disc yeah, show in me, the mail with my PS2 magazine. Show me mm-hmm. the gameplay video. <laughs> I want to see what the you know. What That's exactly <laughs> yeah. right. I absolutely you know, and I remember talking huh. to um to Joseph Clinico about this and he was like I would love to start a Twitch stream that just <sighs> plays these sex games. Great um idea. and I, I would I'm totally down for that but I I want to know that they're real, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um speaking of which, um we got a comment on the Discord that I wanted to read um that I thought is really important. Again, this is Discord is exclusive to the broadcast uh, patrons. So patreon.com slash broadcast. If you, uh, if you join, then you get to go on the fucking, um, the discord. Okay. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling current the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Kern because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is from uh, our user uh, listener, Horse. Um, here to back up uh, at LA Matt, re the last broadcast about going on chat rooms and pretending to be a girl. Uh, I did that all the time back when I was 14, and eventually it turns out I was just queer <laughs> as fuck uh, with gender dysphoria, and now I'm gender fluid or whatever. <laughs> uh, or whatever it is I am, I'm not sure. Uh, and used to go on... Uh, Habo Hotel pretending to be a girl so guys would want to fuck me. Okay, so first of all, I feel vindicated because I said this is normal <laughs> behavior. And it doesn't mean, but it doesn't necessarily mean, right? But it, it's, I think anyone can do it. Hey, it's your computer. It's your chat. You can do with it as mm-hmm. you wish and have yes. fun. That's what I say. That's what, that's what I say too. Um. Vince, why don't you read another email? Sure. Uh, this one is from Chris F. Uh, subject line is Polly Walnuts. Uh, you guys ever look into the theory that Polly sold Tony out at the end of the series? Uh, there's a lot mm. of little stuff that backs it up. I'd love to hear it discussed on Pod Yourself a Gun. Uh, sorry, I can't donate to the show. I'm poor. Love the show. Thanks for the entertainment. Um, yeah, like the first time I watched the series... I remember mm. hearing that theory and kind of like poo-pooing it. Like, ah, whatever. Yeah. You're just making up. You're making up dumb stuff like, oh, I don't really give a shit what's in the uh, what's in the suitcase in Pulp Fiction because that's kind of right. the point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and watching it the second time, I do feel like there is a decent amount of validity to right? that. Especially watching this past episode. Yes. Where, yeah. you know, like Paulie's supposed to be the guy that uh, that sets up the uh, the hit on uh Phil Leotardo, but he doesn't want to. Meanwhile, because, and, and yeah. Phil Leotardo specifically exempted Polly uh, right. from any of the hits because, like, mm. he's like, oh, we're talking about upper management. Right. Like yeah, Bobby yeah, Bacala. Yeah. And you're like, I, I guess he's above. Uh, yeah, he is. Polly? He's above Polly. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, it is interesting. I, I, I have the exact same experience where i um i also poo-pooed it as kind of like no i don't and i don't then, see and it and then P- polly has the whole uh m- the whole spiel about how he survived the the colombo wars of the 1970s by, by the, the skin, skin of his up. nuts and he doesn't, yeah. he's not really interested in this whole like getting in a fucking war thing which... right and, he, and he's just like i'm just saying there's going to be a line of Cazarellis out uh the fucking you know window or whatever it basically Cazarelli's is um the funeral the, home the funeral home yeah um in belleville so i think 
he is clearly scared to be a part of any kind of like mob war. And it is also possible that, I mean, if they contacted Bert Gervaisi, um, to be like, to gauge his interest on like, you know, flipping or whatever, um, it's possible they contacted uh, Polly as he's, well. Polly's already flirted with flipping when uh, right, you know, Johnny yes. Sack was in charge, and he was mm-hmm. selling out Ralph Ex- for exactly talking mad shit about Ginny Sack's huge ass and whatnot. Yeah, he's yeah. A, he's a he's a cockroach. He's gonna do whatever he has to do That's to survive. Right. He's he doesn't actually have any loyalty to to Tony or or Bobby or any of these guys. He's gonna do whatever. His loyalty yeah. is to the game. And whoever yes. is yes. in charge of the game, like he wants to be in the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just likes being in the mafia, yeah. and that means surviving at all costs. I don't think he cares which mafia. Um. And hey, so more, yeah, more power to him. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Good for him. I. I don't. I still. I still don't think that he murdered Tony at the end, but I. Um. I do think. That it's possible. Yeah. Anything's possible. It's possible. Um, this next email is from Darren Bloomgren. Uh, subject line nickname dropping. The capos of Pod Yourself a Gun gave me Bloom County as my mafia name. I have a son named Miles after Milo Bloom. I have a basset hound named Opus because Big Nose. My son's login to his Xbox. Well, I probably shouldn't say all that. Uh, well, it's Bill the Cat. Well done, Vince. Um, one of the best BC strips is Milo. What's BC? Bloom County. It's a cartoon. Oh. Is, is it, there a Bill the Cat in the cartoon? Yes, this there is. And wow. Okay. He, it, 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 it was like it was sense. like a cool little car. Kind of looks. They kind of look like Ralph Steadman drawings. Okay. Yeah, I definitely know that. Um, one of the best. <laughs> you don't like the Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that that's who Ralph Steadman is. Okay. One of the best BC strips is Milo asking the pregnant woman sitting on a bench next to him if she loved the baby in her belly. She does. Then why did you eat it? Uh, Darren Darren Bloomgren, CPA. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Darren, uh, for for that. uh, Darren, you're my accountant now. Liv, my new lawyer. Darren, my new accountant. I know. This is great. We're just getting hooked up. Um, Speaking of which, did I? I don't know if my CPA got back to me about my taxes. Oh, geez. Well, whoa. They should have figured that out a long time ago. I definitely now. paid them. I'll figure that out. Um, <laughs> Vince, there's another uh, email that is uh, directed to you from Matt Phillips. Sorry, I was trying to send you a uh, build a cat so you could see what he looks like. Oh, I don't care. Yeah, but come on. <laughs> I uh, care a little. Okay. I can't. I can't hold on to a negative. Uh, Matt sorry. Phillips, ravioli recipe. Vincenzo, can I have your ravioli filling recipe? Uh, the one with mm. the Swiss charts so we can do the bit about the cabbage while we're cooking. Uh, do you think it could also translate into the filling for a lasagna? I have a freezer full of venison Ooh. and I need to start making some shit with it. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know if I would use that as a lasagna filling. Maybe. Yeah, it could work. 
Venison and Swiss chard? Yeah, why not? So, like, uh, for the holidays, I usually make uh, we used to make, make a lot of raviolis, usually with, uh, like, ground beef, uh, mm. some Swiss chard, and then, like, yeah. ricotta and uh, some... Ricotta! And, and uh, parmesan. With the ricotta. Parmesan. Yeah, the Swiss chard. The ground beef. Wait, why does parmesan not end in a vowel? No, no, no. Well, it's parmesan, huh? Or parmesan. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Parmesan. Yeah. That's how it. <laughs> yeah, why not? Egg. I don't know. I've never used it for lasagna. Uh, I don't. I'm not against it. I'll say that. The Venezoni. Yeah. Has the anyone lasagna. ever said lasagne? Probably. Probably. Because I was just thinking about the last episode where the guy's like, hey, want to order a peas? And I'm like. A beets, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. I a beets. Yeah. Which is like, sounds great, but mm-hmm. also you don't need to do all that. Um, I put some moulignan in this lasagne. What is Moulignan again? Eggplant. Eggplant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I do that a lot. I do a lot of eggplant pastas. I made an eggplant parmesan recently that would have blown your dick off, mm-hmm, dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what else I've been doing in terms That's of Italian poor people's food? meat. Right, exactly. Or vegetarians, but either way. Um, the uh, fucking, I've been making like a, a pink cream sauce out of tomato sauce. You ever yeah. do that? Oh, lots of times. Well, I just re- I just realized you could do that like a yeah. month ago. Yeah, I like a little cream in my tomato sauce. I just didn't know you could do it. And now I do it. It's and great. I'm like, it's just a the little best. bit. You don't have to put too much cream in there. Now you're, you're not making like uh, an Alfredo. No, you just put a little bit of cream. It makes it a little like pinker, a little lighter. Mm-hmm. Well, that's um, uh, that's classic. That's like the vodka sauce, classically. You know, mm-hmm. you get a little uh, sauteed tomatoes, and then you put a little vodka and a little tomato. I don't think the vodka actually does anything. Yeah, I feel like I did the... Yeah, the I did penne a la vodka. Yeah, right? Uh, I yeah, don't understand I don't, the vodka thing it, at all. I don't really don't... I don't think it does anything. I don't know. Maybe, I did, it's, I maybe did. it softens the tomatoes more. I don't really know. I, I don't uh, usually use the vodka and the vodka sauce, just tomatoes and cream. And I did it because it was in the fucking recipe, but I didn't... Nothing happened. Yeah, I didn't no. feel it. Whereas mm. like with red wine or like white wine, I can I can taste it. I think part of that is uh, it's like a holdover from the days of like the, the stainless steel pans where you get a lot of... Uh, you got a lot. You get a lot of shit stuck to the pan, and you pour a little alcohol mm. in there to deglaze the pan. You get all the little crunchy bits off the bottom of the mm-hmm. uh, pan for your sauce. But oh, because uh, you want to eat the crunchy bits. Yeah, that's the yeah, flavor. Yeah. You're getting that flavor back in the sauce. I don't necessarily that's, think that's you need flavor. to throw the throw the vodka in there in the age of uh, nonstick pans. But who knows? Yeah, I still use the uh, you know those big cast iron skillets. That's what yeah, I like. There you go. Mm. That's my shit. Mm. Um, you know, be careful. The tomatoes, there's still a lot of acid in there. You got to make sure that uh, cast iron's nice and seasoned before you start throwing tomatoes in there. Okay. Can you explain seasoning a cast iron to me real quick? Because I don't know what that means. Yes. Uh, welcome to uh, cook yourself some food. Uh, podcast. <laughs> no, it's pretty simple. It's just uh, a cast iron, like seasoning just means like you put some oil in there or right. fat and then through cooking it like when you cook the oil real hot it makes uh-huh. it makes sort of like a it, it hardens on the surface of the pan and sort of gives you like a barrier between not quite a non-stick surface but it makes it less sticky like you have a sticky yeah right. well i always it protects who, the cast iron underneath when you have like but more, who doesn't oil a pan why and why is that considered seasoning the pan isn't you're just oiling it so that it doesn't stick 
but it's like yeah. a permanent it's, layer. Yeah, it's permanent. Yeah, it's like a your permanent you're, layer of yeah, oil. You're, yeah, yeah, you're getting the oil in there. You're getting it real hot so that it sort of uh, hardens onto the pan and creates like additional layers so that the the iron chunks in there don't like flake off in your food. Wait a second. Well, how do you wash it then? I mean, you just wash it real easy with a little uh, little water and some soap. I've just never washed my uh, cast iron pan. Yeah, you're not gross, supposed to wash but... them super hard, but, you know. Okay. So, but then you put more oil on it when you're cooking? You put oil on it when you're cooking, and then once you're done, you put uh, you put some more oil on it before you stick it back in your pantry, or at least I do. Well, so here's another thing I've been doing because I used to do the oil thing just because I didn't want it to rust. Yeah, but but now exactly, I heat up the pan, mm-hmm. um, uh, to dry it, and then it doesn't rust. Yeah, but you should put a little more oil on there before you stick it back in the pantry. But then I get oil on stuff. Yeah, because I what are you stack. Gonna do? What are you gonna do? Hey, well, this has been eat yourself food, and uh, <laughs> let's move on to um, potting ourselves a third eye because this next question, or it's, I don't know if it's a question. This next email is from Philip Schuldt. 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 Um, Stephen Jenkins news is a subject line. Hey guys, two quick things. One, I'm sure someone has probably mentioned, uh, but Truanon recently unlocked their Keep the Dream Alive series about the tiny telephone recording studio in San Francisco, and Stephen Jenkins makes a big entrance at one point. Very fun, if interested. It's in part three, How the West Was Won, at about 21-minute mark. Okay, well, check that out. I checked it out. Uh, it's the the story. I've heard that story before. Uh, What's the story? It was basically these guys had a, uh, you know, sort of a smaller indie like recording studio in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think like I think he 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 told it as like the reason he didn't want to deal with bigger bands anymore because uh-huh. uh, Stephen Jenkins showed like, up. Like, well, <laughs> the Third Eye Blind was gonna like pay for the studio for like a month or two, like and, you know, like a they're gonna put a big chunk of change into the studio to rent it out for a long period of time. And, yeah. Uh, and so he was meeting with like the rest of the band, and they were kind of they were cool and just normal. And like Stephen Jenkins showed up super late and to this meeting that they had scheduled yeah. and just like showed up like they're, they're sitting in there talking about it. And then he heard, they heard like the sound of a motorcycle. And then like <laughs> Stephen Jenkins walked in, like still holding his motorcycle helmet in like full motorcycle leathers and was like pacing around and was like, uh, Hey queers, you guys ready <laughs> to play some fuck music or yeah. what did he say? Uh, well, the way the guy told it was like he thought that Stephen Jenkins had been reading some sort of like, uh, you know, self-help for salesmen type books uh-huh. uh, where he was like doing a hard sell where he's like, I just got to know how we're going to get this rate down. What are we going to do about this rate? Like and just like sort of haranguing him about like lowering the cost of the studio, which was like already like below market rate and, right. and the guy was kind of like I don't know what do you, what no I'm not doing that Jesus but it's funny because like as soon as you bring up Stephen Jenkins uh, you can bring him up to virtually anyone and you will hear like three new Stephen Jenkins stories like I'm convinced yeah. that Stephen Jenkins is either like the name of a collective or <laughs> that he or that he has like it's like his Tyler Durden like 
uh, <laughs> split personality where yeah. like there's the real there's like the Stephen Jenkins who is in Third Eye Blind and like makes music and then right. there's this the like, Edward t- Norton Stephen yeah. Jenkins yeah and then there's like the fucking Brad Pitt Stephen Jenkins who yeah. uh, you know who fucks, did nine eleven <laughs> <laughs> yeah who who fucks everyone's friends uh, everyone, right. everyone who has like a story about Stephen Jenkins like fucking one of their friends it seems like yeah. I mean, Stephen Jenkins did, he pulled not the same thing, but a similar thing uh, on me um, and Francesca when we had him do the uh, AJ Plus, the Newsbroke sketch. Um, He, you know, he showed up late as shit and he kept texting for hours. I'm on my way. (laughs) And which is like. The, it's just the most like annoying move in the world because an I'm on my way thing is a implied amount of time, you know. Yeah. And then finally he gets there when we're, the day's almost over, and um, I give him the script and he's like, "Yeah, I'm not doing that." And I was just <laughs> like, "Well, I need you to say some of these lines." He's like, "Okay, fine." And uh, then he's like, uh, "I'm." Uh, it's he was supposed to say, "I'm Stephen Jenkins from Third Eye Blind." And he goes, I'm not saying that. <laughs> uh, it's like, okay. And then we just put it in a lower third. I was just going to say, so he still said, I'm Stephen Jenkins. And then we put third eye blind under it. Yeah. Um, And he just spent the whole time telling us how lucky we were that he was here. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like everyone like who was recording because we had this entire like, uh, you know, uh, like, what do you call it? Control room where people can see what's going on uh, and hear everything that's happening in the room with the green screen. And everyone was like, is this a bit that he's doing? And I'm like, yes, it's kind of, I don't know. It's, a, it's, it's He's cool. Don't worry about it. He's chill. Yeah. And um, he ended up crushing it. Uh, he did a great job. And then um, he invoiced me for money and then i uh he said just kidding which i was like cool <laughs> yeah um, like stephen jenkins i would honestly think that he was like ladasha or uh mm-hmm. or like a bill murray story except right. that like every almost every stephen jenkins story comes from like someone that i know well and the story is firsthand and not secondhand and often like with photographic evidence like jessica mm. seeley when she was on the show talking about how she was doing a joke about uh, like Stephen third... Jenkins was supposed to come to uh the mission position the the show we did the stand up show we did live that night, and he yeah she says uh apparently you know Stephen Jenkins uh, lead singer of Third Eye Blind was supposed to be here but uh it looks like he didn't show up did he and then he goes yeah he did <laughs> from, the back, <laughs> from the back of the room yeah yeah he did amazing. <laughs> Um, wonderful. And even every, uh, every time I've seen him in public, like not even just these like stories that you're floating around. Every time I see him on TV or in public, he's doing something wild. Do you remember? I feel yeah. like I'm maybe the only person who remembers this, but there was a, an MTV show that was like a cover band competition and he uh-huh. was one of the judges. <laughs> I do not remember this. I need to seared see that, into uh, my brain because he... Because it's a bunch of cover bands, they're competing. They like play a cover song. The judges like give them a rating out of ten. And throughout, I I don't know however many performances there were, he gave every single one a ten. Even when sometimes <laughs> he'd be like, it wasn't very good, ten. And then it gets down to the very last like showdown between these two bands, 
And there's one that is a clear favorite. The other two judges have just given them, both just given them a 10. They need like a six to win. And he gives them a five because (laughs) he's like, you're too good to be a cover band. You should just be a band. I'm giving you a five because if you win this, you'll be stuck being a cover band. You're welcome. Wow. God bless him, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's truly like, there's no one who is like more... I don't know, like a tough love dad. He's a tough love <laughs> uncle. Is I what think he, he is. I, you know what I think happened, and what? I say this, and I I have no firsthand experience with Stephen Jenkins. I have no Stephen Jenkins stories of my own, but yeah. uh, I have a, a million secondhand ones. It seems <laughs> like he was like he was pretending to be obnoxious rock star, like as yes. a bit. And then at yes. some point he got irony poisoned by himself. Yes. And now like the line between him doing a bit and his genuine personality is like forever blurred. And I don't think he knows the difference anymore. I think you're a hundred percent right. <laughs> it's know. like that meme where um, the, you know, the one where the, the guy is acting stupid and everyone's like, that guy's stupid. And then he thinks to himself, <laughs> little do they know. I'm actually smart, but no one knows. It's it's some meme like that. Yeah. Someone knows it better than I do, but it's like, yeah, I think he he laughs to himself at how much of not an asshole he is <laughs> privately. <laughs> right, but um, no one knows. But at the same time he's one of the most amazing like specimens of a human being because you can't believe that, you know, on earth like such a one as this in flesh and blood yeah. ever you know how, walk the earth you know like I know, like, like gandhi like before catfish became a verb like the the origin of it was like that guy trying to explain his wife who'd made this like whole fake uh facebook um ecosystem of like fake people to oh i to didn't tri- know that to trick the director of catfish in the original catfish documentary and his <clears throat> his explanation of like when they transport uh some fish um, mm-hmm. like some of them die, but when you put one catfish in there, which is like the predator of those kind of fish, it like keeps them all on their toes and they end up surviving. Uh, it's not actually a true thing that happens. It's an apocryphal story, but, uh, sure. but I do think like Stephen Jenkins is like a real life, uh, catfish in some way. Like he's, <laughs> yeah. like he's around, uh, to give us all stories. Yeah. Yeah. And God bless him for it. Yeah. Because I tell you. Some of my favorite moments ever in my life have been Stephen Jenkins has been around. And every time I've just been like, this is just who he is. So and I heard you're dating Sonia. So I heard you're dating Sonia. <laughs> you know, I fucked her, right? <laughs> just so, he's so amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Let's do another voicemail. One second. This is another voicemail for us. Here we go. Hey, guys. Uh, it's Patrick Foy in Omaha. Uh, I had an idea for what you guys could do um, when the Sopranos podcast ends, uh, because I'm sure you guys are always looking for new ideas, good ideas. And I think I have maybe the best idea I've ever had. Uh, you guys should do a podcast where you read uh, Soprano slash fiction mm. uh, and then rate it on a scale of Gabagools. Mm. And then uh, it could be called Pod Yourself Some Come. Mm-hmm. And All I right. think that this is a pretty great idea. And I think that you could really uh, stretch your wings on this one. Sure. Uh, anyways, have a good one. Bye. I love it. 
pot yourself some cum. You, you, we actually didn't finish that Stephen Jenkins uh, email. I don't know if. Uh, oh, is that right? You didn't. Did you not? You didn't. Oh, oh. There is a oh, part yes. two. Oh, there is a part two. I'm sorry about that. Um, but I just want to say, uh, our friend from Omaha, um, Patrick, thank you for that suggestion. We will pot ourselves some cum. Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, oh yeah, number two. This is from uh, Philip Schulter did. Um, someone in our friend group in Chicago in the late nineties brought in a new girlfriend who was an indie band hanger on. And her big claim to fame was she had quote dated Stephen Jenkins for a bit. Seeing that she was an F cup. Damn. I think this checks out. Uh, loving pod yourself a gun. Looking forward to your next recap show as a new Mexican. My vote is breaking bad, but I get it if not. And, uh, I'll be joining the Patreon soon and cheers, you know, Better now than late. That's what I say. Also, better late than never. Um, it does. Does does it seem like he's trying to say that he'll join if the next one is Breaking Bad? Is this? That's what the, it seems like. And yeah. I don't respond to ultimatums, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but I do respond to Stephen Jenkins stories. So uh, it is amazing to have a claim to fame being dating Stephen Jenkins because uh, it's also a former guest Amelia Cady's claim it's not her claim to fame it is like uh her i don't want to say biggest regret because i think (laughs) the experience was worth it but uh it is just it's something she laughs about a lot but i like to think there are some people out there who are just like oh yeah i fucked the steep the third eye blind guy (laughs) i think he knows that he's gonna be someone else's story and uh that yeah probably helps him a lot in the dating world i i imagine so um all right let's see um let me see here's a email from tim hen hey guys i'm a patron hell yeah with the name listed dumbly as Revboat because I thought being anonymous on Patreon mattered. Anyways, and remember when when Polly says they're near the Fredericksburg, they're near Fredericksburg and that they should go get steaks in Warrington. I'm a lifelong um VA resident, Virginia? Yep, yep, good job. Uh, man. He knows his fuck you. codes. Uh and uh Warrington is at least an hour west of Fred Var- uh Fred Vegas. Fred Vegas? Fred Vegas? I think Fredericksburg is Fred Vegas. Oh, I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Fred Vegas. Uh, And not off I-95 like Fred Vegas is. So how big of a detour on a road trip would take you um, for a really good meal? Mm. How would you take take for a really good meal? I can't read. I think the the, uh, key factor here is like how long is the road trip? trip like on a yeah on a four-hour road trip i would not take a an hour, one hour detour. detour but no like 12 la- hour like this trip? past summer we drove up to montana and back which is like 13 14 hours uh, yeah and i absolutely would take a one hour detour uh for a good meal on that trip yeah yeah i i think um yeah if it's if we're talking about like in the double digits of hours to get to a place and usually you're either talking about doing the trip in multiple days or um, you're talking about just going through it, like fucking switching off driving and who's sleeping and whatnot. Yeah. I wouldn't do an hour long detour if it wasn't split up in a couple of days. But, you know, 
It also think, depends on if, if we're talking about on the trip out or the trip back. Because on the trip out, I think I'm a lot more likely to, to make a detour for food. But right. if, I'm, if I'm just trying to get home, let's just – can we just fucking go? Yeah. Let's just yeah. go home. So one of my favorite things about, like, touring, uh, doing one-nighters as a comic or, like, you know, just doing, like, a club weekend um, is when it's someplace that's, like – you you know 12 hours away 15 hours away where you're just like i'm going to experience new mexico right and then you just fucking like <laughs> the journey you, you, is the destination at that the point. journey is the destination you know because like the the usually the club itself or the 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 venue isn't it's not going to be the greatest show you ever had. No, you're going um, to fucking Rooster Tea Feathers in exactly uh, the the <laughs> montana version of Rooster Tea Feathers or you know the new mexico uh, version of flappers and you're just like <laughs> i'm really here to try the local cuisine and uh, yeah. it's usually wonderful um yeah so a one okay. hour detour in order to have a good meal or to like see something cool absolutely worth it i would say uh yeah i i think so too um let me see here is um another question uh from brett crawford sopranos q since making the pod, do you like Sopranos more, less, or same? Will you ever watch it again? Vince? Do I like it more, less, or the same? Um, yeah, I think I like it more. I mean, whenever it's fresher in my mind, I think I end up liking it more. I definitely don't like it less. Uh, this was my right. first rewatch after my initial run of the series. Will mm -hmm. I do it again? I don't know. I think I might dip back in for an episode or two. I don't know if I'll watch the whole series uh, start to finish yeah. again. I think maybe if I like, you know, if I got divorced or something and I was in a new relationship and we needed like <laughs> something to binge, that would maybe yeah. be a thing. But like, I don't know. I have a hard time. Uh, maybe in five years, once once we've like forgotten it a little bit, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I, I, uh, I like it. I'm not the planning same. to get divorced, by the way. I just was trying to imagine a situation in which that would like, in which yeah, the, a start the, to finish rewatch would apply. Right, exactly. I, I don't think I will. Uh, I think it'll be many, many, many years before I do a start to finish rewatch again. Um, I, I'm officially Sopranos out. Um, I think I've collected enough clips and written enough bad parody songs that I can say with confidence, um, that Sopranos is a show that I will not rewatch for another at least 10 years. Uh, I will, I will dip in for like an episode here or there because, you know, uh, I occasionally I'm like, well, yeah, what happened in that episode? But like the idea of rewatching it from start to finish, I I can't imagine doing that ever again. Um, and maybe in ten years, like I'll yeah. show my kids. I'll be very excited to show my kids The Sopranos. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, kind of in the same boat of like this didn't make me like it any less, but I seeing it so much of it like out of context almost kind of makes you not want to watch it. Like just grabbing images for mm -hmm. for for the uh, descriptions and for the posts about it or whatever, you see just yeah. like bits and pieces of it. And so, yeah, I do feel like I have just been sort of living in the Sopranos for nine months yes. and I, I still love it, but yeah, I, I don't think I have no plans to ever watch it all the way through again, unless yeah, I start 
like dating someone who's never seen it and then I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. have to be that guy who and makes be like oh I got this Sopranos. show that I want to show you and it's just your podcast uh, um yeah I I uh I definitely feel that way. Um, I and I, I like it the same. Um, in fact, I I think I do like it more. I I like it more every time I watch it. Uh, so you know, it's it just kind of it reinforces itself as a better show. But it's for the most part, um, I like it the yeah. same, and, and I will and not also, rewatch like, it. The first five episodes, or episodes two through four, especially, there's no reason to watch those again. They're not good. Right. Why would I? No thanks. Yeah, just just imagining having to like, I don't know, uh, rewatch the first season again gives mm-hmm. me heart palpitations because mm-hmm. I'm just you know, it's like, what if you were stuck in an infinite loop of watching The Sopranos? Which is weird because I I've, this is probably my fifth rewatch of the show. I've seen it so many times, Damn. but um. I think having to pay attention to it the entire time. Well, that's a bummer. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's see. Here is another uh, voicemail that we are going to listen to. Yay. Vincent and Matthew, how you guys doing? You know, I always tell myself I'm going to call um, <clears throat> when I am drunk, but... Tonight I'm not drunk. My daughter's just uh, over to sleep over, so I thought I'd give you guys a ring and tell you. Um, number one, I was so happy that you guys reminded me <clears throat> where enjoy your success came from, from mm-hmm. uh, Pod Yourself Again a couple podcasts ago, because I've been saying that for years as a way to gently tell somebody to go fuck themselves. But I couldn't remember where I got it from, and when you guys brought that up, um, ah, made me so happy. Um, I like you guys. You got a big fan, Vince. I've been reading you since, uh, remember a long, long time ago. You took over a weekend. What would Tyler Durden do? And I think that was the first time I read your stuff. And mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I was a, uh, not to toot my own horn, but a, uh, comment of the week winner on the Film Drunk well website. Well done. Well done. And Matt, um, every time I want to tell somebody how horny I am, I always tell them, I'm horny enough to fuck a big mouth belly bass and nobody gets it, but it's funny. funny, Anyways, um, this is me not drunk and just giving you guys a shout out because I love the podcast. Yeah. Oh, we'll take it. I love, I love that. Uh, all of our, um, all of our degenerate drunk listeners have all grown up and have children now. <laughs> yeah, if you want to feel old, uh, that was 15 years ago that uh, I took over that weekend at uh, what would Tyler? Is that Green. right? Yep. Damn. yep. Damn, man. Shit. The weird thing is, though, that we're all still really young. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Yeah, for sure. So are we so young? Yeah. So it's just, we have our such pert bodies. Uh. uh yeah, mm-hmm. I was listening to uh, New York Times The Daily Podcast with Michael Barbaro mm-hmm. every day. Michael Michael Barbaro. Michael Sabaro's pizzas. And um, he, they were doing, like, they were talking about inflation and how it affects certain people. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, well, there's three age groups, you know, that we're going to talk about. First is going to be, like, you know, the young uh, like young adults. Uh, next is going to be middle-aged. And then it's we're going to talk about retirees. And so it started off with, if you're a young person, you know, um, 
inflation is um, not affecting you as much because right now there's a lot of jobs and those wages and the wages are going up now. So people are getting paid a lot more. And also student debt is a fixed you know, uh, amount and you get fucking, you know, as inflation goes up and your pay goes up, it's less and less of a burden, you know, because of the fact that it, your money is worth, uh, less. So it's like, you're making more money anyways. Yeah. Um, and I was like relating to it. I was like, Oh, hell yeah, dude. Fuck. Yeah. That's true. Inflation isn't fucking with me that much. And then he's like, but if you're middle age, you know, somewhere between, you know, 35 and 45. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, dude. What? Come on, bro. I was like literally vibing on being a young person (laughs) with Michael Barbaro. And then they were just like, I think financially you are still a a young person. That's what I was saying. That's what I say. You still got student loans. You don't have a home. You don't have a mortgage. Right. That was the thing. They were like, yeah, if you have a mortgage or a home, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, well, okay. I'm I'm not like uh, my age might be that, but at heart, I'm young at heart. And bank account. Bracket. You have a and you're my, young I'm, tax bracket. I'm in a young tax bracket. So that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's my rapper Suck name, up. Young Tax Bracket. Yeah, yeah. What up, bitch? This is Young Tax Bracket. <laughs> my CPA has not mailed me my taxes. Okay. <laughs> um all right. Let's just do a couple more emails and then we'll call it. Um first, this is from Vince Shuck. He says, um, oh, congratulations. Shuck. Yeah, he says, congratulations to Matt and Francesca. Hey, my friend told me Matt and Francesca are expecting, and I wanted to say congratulations. My friend. Um, your friend friend who still listens to the podcast. I love that this person (laughs) doesn't, they're like, I don't listen anymore, but, uh, uh, thinking back on the last eight to ten years of listening to the broadcast, it's a real mind trip. Vince, Brendan, Brett, Laramie, and now Matt are all parents. Justin, Bernsey, and Ufford have kids. Will Will Joe and his wife have a child? Um, yeah, and also r- don't forget Ben is dead. Um, and uh, my <laughs> Gee, fake internet. That's a good point. Yeah, really yeah, ages yeah. you when one of your uh, co-founders of- dies. Yeah, exactly. Um, a lot has happened, life and death. Um, okay, my fake internet friends grew up and started families, and it feels like it was only last year they were giggling at stories about crystals and stifling laughter at royalty-free improvised song, uh, at a royalty-free improvised song from Matt. Thanks for the laughs and the good times. Wish you the best of luck. P.S. Screaming Sean Penn impression. Is that your daughter in there? I'll hang up and listen. That's very sweet uh thank you for you know sending an email we're very excited um to have a baby uh anyways i love you that's very that's all very nice um you know to say it seems like only yesterday that they were giggling and what yeah we still do that mm-hmm. so you should ask your friend about the broadcast and how it's still going <laughs> Sign up at patreon.com slash broadcast. Patreon.com slash broadcast. Um, also, uh, I wanted to read this email um, from Thomas Har- uh, Havy. Subject line, hypocrisy. Um, Matt, on the pursuit of slappiness emergency broadcast, you said, dude, I'm never having kids. I got to do me. Well, 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 how the mighty have fallen. That is your daughter in there. Welcome to hell. I want to point out that in that episode i was saying that 
thing because I had just told Joe and Vince <laughs> that I was uh, going to have a child. And uh, I, I, I was, it was a joke. When I said I'm never mm-hmm. having kids. Nah, man. He fucking got you, dude. Don't try no, to backpedal now. He fucking got you. Nah, dude. Nah, dude. Nah, I was a joke, dude. Fucking. You gotta hang up your fucking mic, dude. Thomas is coming for you. <laughs> yeah, you're done, bro. Oh, fuck. Um, okay. Vince, I want you to read an email by uh, Alyssa Regalia. Uh, Drunk email. My grandma just died of cancer, so I'm consoling myself with hashtag fraught strong flashbacks. It is not at all the same situation. I am relating anyway. Uh, please tell me the former dark lord of podcasting hasn't committed suicide? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> I like that structured <laughs> as a question mark. Uh, no, he has not. No, no. Brett is alive and well. No. Well, he's alive. <laughs> he's, he's alive. <laughs> Uh, Y'all are so grown up now, and I'm still a kid laughing at butt chugging. But hey, I'm a subscriber. That's got to count or something. Sorry about the drunken ramble. You remain my coolest fake internet friends. Fraught nation forever, Alyssa. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, dog. Hell to the yeah. Okay. Um, Well, that's just really sweet. Um, Last email. This is from someone named Matt Redacted, who specifically said if I was going to read this email, uh, then please redact his last name. Subject line, doing drugs at gunpoint story for the Frat Boys. <laughs> On the most recent episode of the Frotcast, Matt Lieb talked about his fantasy of being held at gunpoint and being forced to do drugs because then it wouldn't really count as breaking his sob- sobriety. But that 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 uh, actually never happens in real life. But I have a story for you. I think it was about 2014, and I was out with a couple of my more troublemaking buddies, my future wife and her hot teacher friend, and we were hitting up the nightlife in Seattle. For whatever reason, we were all very keen on the idea of getting some, some coke, but no one had any connections at the time. So we did what every idiot 20-something-year-old does, just started asking around at bars and random street strangers. This is actually how you get yourself in a situation in which someone points a gun at your head, forces you to smoke crack. I mean, this has literally happened at a bachelor party that I was attending to the bachelor. So, yeah. Uh, really? Really? Yep. yep, uh, yep. I, okay. Okay. Got a gun stuck fi- in his mouth. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. They didn't force him to do drugs. They took the money that he brought to buy the drugs, which is, I feel like, usually uh, how that works. Yeah, that's usually mm-hmm. how it goes. It's yeah. never like, do my drugs for me. Yeah. Um, all right. But... Uh, uh, we figured it was best to divide and conquer, so we split up into groups with me going off solo. Long story short, my later wife and her friend ended up at a dance club with some Saudi guys. Total mission failure. <laughs> I wound up at some gay dude's apartment who wanted to fuck me, I guess. I came out of the bathroom after getting there, and he was uh, sprawling naked on the bed, <laughs> patting the bed while triggering a uh, come-hither finger. Uh <laughs> I awkwardly left, no cocaine acquired. I did give him my number for whatever reason, though. I guess maybe I felt bad that I had evidently made him think we were going to smash. My Damn, other they two really f- split up. I thought he meant like we split up in this. Yeah, bar, yeah. You take that corner, I take this corner. Yeah. They all just like went on their own mission, uh, which is, I mean, hey, that, we, we call that mission creep. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> mission creep. 
My other two friends ended up finding some kind of sketchy guy on the street who said he had coke at his apartment. Yeah, this is going to end well. They followed him back to his place where there was this other even more sketchy dude. Damn, a sketchy guy in waiting. I love that. Just a Russian doll of sketchy guys. You never follow a sketchy guy to a second location. (laughs) Exactly. You're going to find more sketchy guys. Turns out they did not have coke, only meth. When my friends said they didn't want meth and tried to leave, the sketchier dude pulled a gun on them and accused them of being rats or something. Total meth head logic and made them buy the meth and then smoke it in front of them. The point being, I guess sometimes people do get forced to do drugs at gunpoint. So never give up your dreams. Yeah. Well, that's that's heartwarming. So now we know. Yeah, I and think that is very fun. That's what I want to know is did they have fun after they smoked the meth? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, you'd figure that if you were going to kind of a freebie. All I gotta say is Hunter Biden. I'm glad you're listening to the show. And I'm yeah, a big thank fan. you for listening, Hunter. Um, and you know, fucking, if you ever want to hang out and stuff, let us know. We're down to clown. Also, um, this is Seattle 2014. He might have run into me. He might have asked me. For yeah, that help. was you. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, it just seems weird. Like meth is a weird drug to make someone to hold someone at gunpoint and force them to do because it just keeps them awake so that they can like then they'll just be in mission mode to go to the cops and you know to, uh, you know that's like uh, wouldn't that just yeah, like it's not like is, doing heroin where you just like fall asleep right yeah and it's like yeah do this so i know you're not a cop or i'll kill you it's like, yeah it doesn't make wouldn't a cop just do it to stay alive <laughs> right cops do drugs all <laughs> yeah, the time yeah. yeah i don't think that's yeah like forcing that. a cop to do the drugs is like only a cop wouldn't do drugs it's like yeah. i don't think you know about cops. Yeah, maybe well, just giving a cop a bunch of confidence is right they yeah could, exactly. they could pull a training day on him where like after the exactly fact, like anything he yeah. says is bullshit if you drug test okay, him he was yeah. high when he did all that stuff uh, yeah, yeah, that's shit. I never thought about it like that, dog. Um, <laughs> Haven't you ever seen Training Day, bro? Come on. I have, but it was like, but that's because a cop was forcing him to smoke it, the drugs. It's different. All right. I don't know, man. Look, I uh, guess the moral of the story is sometimes people force you to do drugs, and uh, that's great. But it, I don't want. If someone was forcing me to do meth, I'd be like, shoot me, bitch, do it. I'm not gonna <laughs> fucking lose my sobriety because you want me to fucking watch it like what do you want me to do with you like what are we gonna do after we smoke meth are we gonna fuck because we're not gonna fuck then why am i doing this <laughs> yeah yeah can't follow your logic there i'm just saying like I, then i'm awake for a long period of time it's kind of like the same thing i'll never like um relapse on weed because mm-hmm. then i'll just think about how i relapsed you know what i mean so it's like i'm not if i'm gonna relapse you need to point a gun at my head Give me heroin, and <laughs> then I'll be happy. All right. Well, um, we what have to do for Matt's birthdays. Yeah. Now we got his door with a gun and a, and a rig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's listen to this. <laughs> let's listen to this last voicemail. Um, uh, yeah. So I'm calling for the Sopranos podcast mailbag episode. I would like to submit Buck Mary Kill and a Sopranos character so forth. That's it. Okay. okay. Uh, I wish she narrowed it down to three. That's part, that's kind of part of the game, you know. Wait. Who do I, who do I have to kill? You know. Wait, wait. What did you hear? 
I heard Fuck, Mary Kill, Kill, Any Sopranos. I like to submit Fuck, Mary Kill, Any Sopranos character. Go for it. Okay. Fuck, Mary Kill, Any Sopranos character. Go for it. Okay. I would fuck Tony. (laughs) (laughs) I would marry um, Carmella. And I would kill um I don't know uh, Elliot Kupferberg's daughter. Okay. 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 Yeah. Because okay. it's a hate crime. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I don't. I can, it's too. Uh, it's too big. Uh, someone else. You guys go. Let me. Okay. I, I'm gonna fuck. The uh, Chris's um, prostitute friend that Tony yes. goes to see in Vegas. Oh, sorry. Um, and it just I'm, made me horny. I'm going. Oh! I'm going <laughs> to marry my dick. Oh, my dick. <laughs> I'm going to marry the uh, fictional Italian lady that Tony was in love with, who didn't actually exist. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Big titties holding one, baby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I am going. <laughs> I'm going Sorry. to kill. Um, I don't know every other stripper at the Bing. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you just what you you only have to kill one person. You've decided to murder all the women well, I can't at the Bing. Think of a specific <laughs> one. Uh, well, what about uh, the the one who got beat to death by Ralph? Oh, I couldn't kill her. She's already. I dead. would marry her. Okay. I think I could change her. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, uh, she's I'm, definitely uh, in the mix for marriage. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck Gloria. Wow. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. Because be she just seems like she'd be really good at it. Crazy and, shit. She'd be. And then biting. I would. I would marry Svetlana. Mm. Uh, the one one-legged Svetlana. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Can I change my answer real quick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna kill Valentina because she oh, does yeah. pranks. Is in, yeah, yeah, she's a prankosaurus, and ain't nobody yeah. trying to have that. Ain't, no, ain't, mm-hmm. ain't nobody trying to let a prankosaurus live. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Mary Svetlana, and then I think I kill Melfi's son. Oh, he's yeah. Just, we don't need he's, him. He's really bad. You know? yeah. He's, that guy's yeah. got a podcast. He lives he's, in Brooklyn, and it's a uh, you know yeah. it's about like sustainable fashion or some shit. De- that definitely guy, one of the most despicable characters on that show. He he <laughs> vlogs for for fucking Vox now. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, that guy sucks. Um, all right, I'm changing my answers. So first of all, who would I fuck? Um, the Russian dude. Like, mm, what's yeah. her name? No, no, no. Svetlana's oh, cousin. Mary, oh, yeah. Mariana? I forget what her name is. Yeah, what was her name? Oh, oh, it, oh. Uh, Sve- no, um, Oksana. No, what the hell's her name? Oksana? I know who you're talking about. The That's main the Gumar. Guy. The yeah. old Russian. The yeah. Main, yeah. Yeah, her. Um, Because I've always, I've always thought that she was beautiful. I think it's Oksana. It is Oksana. This whole time it was Oksana? That can't be right. I guess she's just known as the Russian. Oh no, that's the actress. Sorry, her name is Irina. 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 Yeah. Okay. So yeah, her. Um, I would marry Irina uh, Svetlana. Ooh, I ooh, wanna, I wanna, take wanna you to Oksana. Bahama, come on, Tony's. 
Uh, oh, fun fact! Fun fact about the lady who played Irina. Uh, after the inauguration of Donald Trump, she was a guest at the newly elected president's inauguration ball. One of only two representatives from Hollywood, along with Caitlyn Jenner. Wow. Well, I'm nice. okay with that. You know, the fucking president calls and says, hey, uh, <laughs> I do love the idea that Trump was like, I want Scott Baio and I want um, the Russian Gumar from The Sopranos to be there. <laughs> he <laughs> just demanded, seem... I need someone from The Sopranos there. Yeah. <laughs> Danny. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So I would marry um, the, the stripper who dies. Um because I think I could save her. Um, and if I had to kill anyone on this show and I could choose anyone, I think if I'm being totally honest, I would kill. Um, I don't know, dude. Shit. <laughs> so, um, it's hard fuck. to beat Melfi's son. Her ex-husband's pretty bad too. Basically almost anyone that Melfi hangs out with. Yeah, but any of those dinner parties. Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, you know who I would kill because I'm a good person. Mm. I, I would kill. Um, I would kill Melfi's rapist. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, because he's. You bad. know what? Um, well, it's hard to like. I really wanted uh, Phil Leotardo to die. Like, like almost from the first scene, you're like, God, I wish this guy would get whacked. Yeah, but I don't really think he's a viable mate. For I don't me, think so I don't either. Know if, I don't know if he counts. Yeah. He's viable. Okay, yeah. how about this? Last question. If you could save anyone on The Sopranos who died, bring them back to life, who would it be? Uh, definitely Ralphie's... Ralphie's... Uh, Ralphie's Gamar <laughs> that he beat to death with the chain. It was not fair yeah. of him. Very unfair. I thought you were, I, I you were going to say Ralphie's son who got the arrow shot through. Yeah, no, nah, he's fine. No, nah, he can die. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing good was going to happen there, let's be honest. I'd bring back Big Pussy. I think he, he got wronged. Big Pussy would have stayed, I think, a loyal friend if he had been allowed to apologize. Uh-huh. And they could have used, he could have been a double agent. Yeah. And he could Flipped. have ratted on the yeah. FBI. Never thought about that. Yeah. I would save Who, Aid. Yeah. Oh, I loved Aid. Oh yeah, save Adriana. Yeah, it's a lot of beautiful. And then women maybe on that she show, could be man. my wife. You know? No. Maybe, yeah, yeah, Well, I think I think that's everything, right? I mean, we've talked about all the things. Yeah. We've done another. That was a pod. wonderful, like wonderful. A pod. Yeah, it felt like a pod. Uh, thank you all for you know fucking writing in sending in your questions i know we didn't get to all of them but we hope that you appreciate all the hard work it takes to read emails and listen to voicemails right guys yeah it's hard work it's hard we you're welcome we're earning our patrons for this absolutely patreon.com slash fraudcast for all of the bonus episodes fraudcast at gmail.com for all your question comment and concerns uh solid b plus episode of mailbag uh brent thank you for coming hey thanks for having me uh where can we find you uh at brent flyberg on twitter and instagram listen to stario chart it's a podcast that I do about astrology. And then if you live in Los Angeles, come to Stacks every first Thursday at Sideshow Books in Mid-City. 
It is a great, great stand-up show. Check it out. Vince, what is the Google Voice number? <laughs> well, interesting you should say that, Matt. Uh, I got an email today saying that our Google Voice number had expired because we hadn't like used it in a while, which I don't know what that means. Like We're listening to the voicemails. Um, hopefully, uh, we can get that back, but uh, 415-275-0030. But we got, yeah, we got a message. Oh, listen to that. We got a, the last message we got was Friday. Yeah. Hmm. Oops. I don't know. I thought we were using it. I don't understand. I don't understand Google's shit. I don't understand how it works or why they. Well, luckily a lot of people got it in under the wire, but um, yeah. Good to know. Yeah. So if you're a Sopranos cast member who's trying to text it, maybe just send us an email. Yeah, as of ne- by next week, we may have a new number if we can't get this one back. So Hey, it happens. All right, everyone. Thanks again so much for listening. And until next time, don't stop eating the beans, believe in, and good night and good chins, bitch. All right. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.